Hello, it's been a minute that I did a podcast and it's been on my heart to just, you know, pick up from where I stopped because I know that I have um, a lot of you who have been feasting on my podcast and you've not heard from me and I apologize for that. There's just been a lot that I have been getting my hands in and so I thought, why not start podcasting again? And so here are my podcasting again and ensuring and trying to ensure that I get to do this every single week just so that I share with you things that I believe are are, are principles and are tools for us to rise to the responsibility that we have as believers and as those who have been called to you know stand aside you know and co-create with god in this future that he's building with us all right so tonight uh or today depending on the time that you're listening oh before i go then my name is adeshawa greg godaro and i'm a communications consultant by calling and by profession all right so today i'm going to be talking about something that um i believe is very important and very useful for you and I in this season and beyond and I'm going to be looking at the life of a particular woman in scripture and through the eyes of her story or through foresight or hindsight of her story I want us to see how we can move from where we are now to where God expects us to be um, so recently within our academy at media and gospel academy that's mag academy um, I started to speak to um, those in the academy about how to create your own reality and step out of the mundane life, right? And so one of the one of the classes where we're talking about visioning and creating your reality and you know painting the picture of the kind of life that you are expected to live according to divine um, orchestration, assignment, and alignment. What I found was it's kind of like maybe not difficult but strange and weird to draw up a picture without having to say that oh i have to wait for the holy spirit you know to tell me what he wants me to do or show me what he wants me to do or um like somebody said to me oh i have heard so many times that god doesn't show you the big picture and so how do i move from seeing the big picture or trying to see the big picture when i'm sure that what i have heard is correct that god doesn't show you the entire thing and so i believe that when we look back in history using the bible as a source of information knowledge and inspiration we can see from the life of certain people how to actually create the kind of reality that god expects us to be living in right now in this season and in this moment and so we're going to be talking how deborah moved or deborah moved from being a homemaker to being a chief judge um, she moved from just being someone who was at home because the Bible refers to her as the wife of Lapidoth. And when scripture refers to somebody in that light, you want to know that they were really excellent doing exactly what they were doing. So when you see in Judges chapter 4, verses 4, the Bible begins and says, Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth. So it begins by naming her name. And that's where we're going to start from today. He names her name. Her name is Deborah or Deborah, depending on how you pronounce it. And the Hebrew meaning of that name is be, 
that's b double e that's the literal meaning and i hear that in history she's called um, a bee in peace and a wasp in war so we know that how the honey comes from the bee and everything and how that would literally mean that she has the ability to produce sweetness and of course how sweetness so when it says that my her name is deborah and he says that she's a prophetess so whether she's a prophetess or she's the wife of lapidoth what i see is that whatever thing that she did always ended up becoming something really sweet at some point in my sting which is what um jabin and uh uh, uh Sisera, Jabin king of Canaan, who reigned in Azor as well as the commander of his army, Sisera began to experience when she stepped into her calling or she rose to responsibility and visibility. So here's the thing. The first thing I started to note down about the life of Deborah is the question, what name does God call you? What name does God call you? And I know that, okay, so if I use, for example, Jabez, the Bible says that his mother named him because of the experience that she went through, right? And because of that experience, he went through um, bitterness in his life and then he began to pray to God to enlarge his coast, you know, enlarge the place of his territory. So he says, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And the Bible says that God, you know, answered that prayer because Jabez was more honorable than his brothers so here's it what name does god call you i found people within my space who have said oh this is the name that i was born with and this is what god calls me now and this doesn't really have anything to do with you changing your name if that's not what god is asking you to do but i believe that for every single person every single person there's a scripture that gives you a picture of who you were in divinity for me that name will be esther that name will be esther and i came about that name in 2015 when god began to open my eyes to see that he had chosen me i got that name in 2015 but before 2015 i remember while i was still in secondary school i had had i had seen an image in the sky that looked like a finger was pointing at me and until i wrote my book in 2015 i didn't truly understand what god really meant was that he had chosen me right and so every person in Every person who is um, on the earth right now having a relationship with God actually um, has a name by which God calls them, right? So what does God call you? What name does God call you? For Deborah, it was Deborah being a bee. And of course, the Bible also says she's a prophetess and also says she's the wife of Lapidoth and she was judging Israel at that time. So God calls you, the name that God calls you plays a huge role in how you see your life in the present and for the future. Whatever name he calls you, he calls you Jeremiah, calls you Ezekiel, there's always a biblical picture of that particular name. So you want to, maybe if you've not come into that place, you want to actually God, you want to actually ask God to show you a person in scripture whom your destiny is kind of like, you know, so that you can have you know a solid image of how god expects you to live your life and so that you can begin to live in it so the bird appears to have been a homemaker at the time that she was selected to serve to her country you know 
She had no aristocratic lineage. She's identified simply as the wife of Lapidoth. And so when I see that, oh, she's actually the wife of Lapidoth, and remember the Proverbs 31 woman and the description of how she really is, you, what really hit or uh, uh, brought it home for me here is that there's a lot of us women who we feel that what we're doing right now is not really a big deal, you know. But for Deborah, she moved from being a homemaker to becoming a nation builder, and that's here's what I picked from there what you're doing right now, anything at all that you are doing right now, has an eternal and purposeful dimension to it and we must begin to seek that out by asking god to reveal to us what it is i'll take that again everything that you're doing right now whatever it is at whatever level has an eternal and purposeful dimension to it and we need to begin to ask god to you know open us up to that side of us so that we begin to step out from just doing whatever we're doing in the natural scene and beginning to do it on a level of eternity divinity and of course spiritual expectation so deborah could have actually stayed or remained as a very fantastic wife and as a very fantastic homemaker to lap it off but guess what she rose to become a mother in israel so although she was the wife of lapidoth she whether mother in israel means that she had spiritual children or that she was a homemaker now a mother of nations it just simply means that by using the gift of administration and spiritual insight she actually rose to what god um proposed for her so here's the thing whatever you're doing right now is it could be a gift it could be something that you find really effortless, you know, but there's a spiritual side to it that will require the merging of the gifts that you're using and the spiritual gifts. So if the spiritual gift, for example, is singing, there's also a spiritual gift. It might be prophecy, it might be teaching, it might be it might be anything for you. And so you want to um you want to see where um the merging comes together whether so for deborah it was the gift of administration and spiritual insight because scripture says she's a prophetess and then the wife of lapidus so she was using those two things as a wife as a homemaker you're trying to make sure everything is good everything is set you know and then as a prophetess of course you see far ahead you can you know god god opens the curtains of heaven and you can see what's happening right so deborah was the only woman in scripture if you really look at it, she was the only woman in scripture who was elevated to a high political power by the common consent of her peers. Now, there's a divine dimension, like I'm saying, and a higher height that what we do now can engage. And once we're able to catapult into that or connect with that, our lives will change forever. There is an eternal equivalent of the passion and pursuit that we have so commonized. I remember when the Lord started to tell me to teach women and let them know that they are a voice. He says to, the, he says to me that the things that I have given them, they have commonized. And so what God wants to use in you that you have looked at and said oh, isn't this just an ordinary thing is actually the very thing he's going to use to elevate you in your journey 
with him. And so through the eyes of Deborah, what I see is I see a systematic shift and a sieving that is required to step into the higher core. And there's, there's an arising, there's an awakening, there's a resounding revival, there's a restless resolve for change and order and an alignment that is designed by divine direction and orchestration. And so maybe the question today is, will you step up? Will you come up higher? You know, disorder and disdain for the abnormally normal way of life. You know, it became a disturbance. So even though Deborah had the gift of administration and had spiritual insight, she didn't just sit and, you know, be continue to counsel people under that tree as someone who had, oh, I'm prophetess and that's where it's going to just end. As much more than being a prophetess she began you know she told barak what was going to happen and barak says no and then she began to give him strategy and that's what he did for her so maybe you have a spiritual insight or spiritual gift you know your spiritual gift and you know you you know your normal gift right or your talent and where you are right now or what you need right now is to um connect to what you have compassion towards because for deborah at that point israel was spiritually parched god had rejected them and the people had become so determined to do things their own way i mean it was a totally chaotic city but that was when deborah arose and so whatever is chaotic around you or whatever is your pain point that is around you is that thing that is actually your ladder to the very next thing that you're meant to be doing and how God expects you to rise. And so for Deborah, it was disorder. It was disdain for the abnormally normal life that everybody was living, but was against the plan and the purpose of God for them. So the next thing that um, stood out for me is, and I began to, you know, ask myself and, and, and I put it down and I'm like, what really eats at your heart? Beyond the regular motions of your day-to-day life, what squeezes out solutions from you? What do you see that you know is within your capacity and expertise to offer a solution to? You know, because it's all in your pain point. Deborah could have sat down there and said, oh, I have insight into the future. I know that Cicera is going to die, you know, and Barak just go ahead. And, you know, and Barak could have come to her to say that, you know, I, I can't do this. And she'll say, okay, you can do it. No problem. God to do it through somebody else. And she wouldn't rise. No, but she told Barak, okay, I'll go with you. But here's gonna, what's going to happen. A woman is going to take the glory of what God has said is going to happen. And he says, no problem. And so she... You know, she releases a strategy. So beyond um, the spiritual insight, what strategy, what strategy are you gifted, you know, to give in as a solution for whatever it is for you that it's a pain point. So now you move, you must move from the place of knowledge to the place of strategy and solution. That is how Deborah moved from being a homemaker to being a nation builder. That is how Deborah moved from being a homemaker to being a nation builder. And so um, for every single one of us, there is that place where we need you to step up higher. There is that place. There is that place. And when you begin to feel that, oh, I I, I don't have to just sit down here, here not doing anything. I actually can offer a solution to this thing that I have seen as a solution or as 
a pending problem in the future, you can begin to, you know, um, sow the seeds of the solution right right now. And so it's all in your pinpoint. Your pinpoint becomes um, the pool for the higher you. Your pinpoint becomes the pool for the higher you, for you to launch your higher self. And so you have to be willing to release yourself. You have to be really uh, willing to take out the lead that you have put on yourself and said, oh, I'm a homemaker. I'm doing it so fantastically. I don't need to, you know, do much more. That's not true. If you're going to step out of the mundane, the popular, the common, the a regular and begin to do the effective and super great things then you must pay attention to your pain points and not just pay attention to it offer the solutions that you know and believe is going to solve the problem so deborah began to counsel you know and so she displayed her leadership under a very large palm tree near her home so she's you know i said she's a homemaker so she decided you know what i'm just going to step out and do much more but you know what i'm not going to let it be far from home so that i can still probably you know attend to my home and so she's still accessible you know but she's still accessible to the home uh, uh but within a place that is enabled uh, that enables her to flourish rather and so on this platform, she begins to profess solution, discusses, you know, she suggests solutions to people with problems, discusses with people with problems. And from being a counselor, Deborah became a judge because the, the, um, the, light of mor- the, the height of moral decadence and weak political officials was a lot. And so instead of complaining to the people who she counseled, about the state of the nation she began to teach and of course you know that's what judging is you know she began to teach and expose what was right and what should be done from what was wrong and should be dropped and so deborah identified gifts you know and not just her gift now she identified the gift of barak and what god was going to use him to do and she pushed the people into battle deborah led the army to battle and deliver the strategy to win long before deborah exercised her uncommon leadership and decision skills which was to save her nation she was just what she was just a homemaker so maybe you're just a homemaker or you're just a nice little lady who loves to you know do things for free do things in a comfortable space um through the eyes of deborah you want to begin to ask yourself what's the divine dimension of what i am doing right now what's the higher dimension of what i'm doing right now how high can i get what i'm doing right now how high can i ensure that what i'm doing right now goes because beyond where you are now there's a place that god has prepared for you and you need to be able to see it and not just be able to see it, but you need to, like Deborah, arise to make yourself available to it. And because when Deborah did this, she became victorious as she trusted God. And then she inspired others within her sphere of influence with that same trust. So see, here's the thing. You, you say, oh, I want to live a life of impact and life of influence. And you're not really paying attention to the higher dimensional level of what you could be doing. And so I think that's where I'm going to leave the question for you today. 
there is a higher dimension, a higher height, a divine and eternal place for you in what you're doing right now. And that thing that you're doing right now that is actually a higher dimension doesn't necessarily mean that it's just within a very narrow or small space. It's something that will put you on a pedestal um, of, of palaces and basically like Deborah, you need to identify it. Don't just embrace your spiritual gift and sit somewhere um, waiting for people to come and meet you to counsel them when you can actually deliver the people from whatever it is that is haunting them. I hope that this has uh, has blessed you so much as it, as it did bless me. Uh, please do let me know. You can send me a message. You can leave me leave it uh, leave a comment uh, wherever you're listening to this from. And I pray that indeed you would rise to responsibility. You'll make yourself available, and you'll make yourself visible beyond what you're doing right now. I pray for courage and strength for you, and I trust that heaven will deliver it to you in Jesus' name. Amen.